with the nugget. You are either a prisoner, you are either a prisoner of your past, One more time. You are either a prisoner of your past or a pioneer to your future. Or a pioneer to your future. Father, we just give you praise. We just give you thanks, Lord, that greater things, Father God, are going to take place, Father God, as your people hear the word, that your Holy Spirit will give them greater revelation and insight, Father God, as we look to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Being the fourth, uh, it's just the beginning of the year yet. So, uh, in life, uh, we have choices to make. Uh, choices that will direct our path for the rest, rest of our lives. Um, some... Uh, for some, this could be a career choice. For others, it might be a romantic encounter or choice. For some, it could even come down to a choice of what's for dinner. The point is that there are times that uh, in our lives that we have to make choices. And uh, this new year of 2017, um, we'll have a number of choices that will come before us and we have to make uh, some important decisions uh, that may direct the outcome of our, li of our lives. Um, we can choose the way to go, go with the crowd or go on our own. Um, uh, you cannot go down one road and think you could take the other road when you come to the Fork in the road, as they say. Um, you're gonna have to make a choice which which side you can't uh, want to go on, and and we can't run the fence like we have in the past, because it's uh, trying to run the run the fence uh, in such a way to follow two paths, you will slip and fall and hurt yourself. So, uh, so all, so uh, we, there's so much, so much time that we want to do both. I mean, sometimes you want to, you want to do this, you want to do that. You know this is right, but you know, there's a tendency for old habits. Sometimes you want to follow the old habit. Um, and this year, we shouldn't have to make that weaving, have that weaving in our lives. We need to be directed. Uh, so let's turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 7. In Matthew chapter 7, uh, we want to go down to verse 13. Jesus is speaking. Enter 
Ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So we have a choice. We can go with the crowd, the wide gate, or we can go to uh, the narrow gate. And... Uh, have it right or do it right and let's back up to the sixth chapter for a moment in the sixth chapter of Matthew we want to look at the verse 24 it says no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other you cannot serve God and mammon so uh, We've got to make clear decisions. How can I put this? If we don't make the clear decision the right way, following God's pattern, we're going to end up hurt. Uh, not only in this life, but in the next, okay? Uh, we just can't be in two places at the same time. Uh, but often we do, you know. We are, I'll not say we, I'll say that some of the Christian community, they are saying amen, hallelujah, in, in, the, in the walls of the church, but when they're at the, in the walls at work, it's a different story. Uh, so you, we can't have it both ways. Um, to make a choice, uh, God has given us the ability to make a choice. We're, we're free thinking individuals, okay? Um, anything that, that we prize and make, make the most important, make it most important in life uh, and we spend our, our energy on will direct our paths. Uh, our work, our church, our family, they can be the mammon that it's talking about, you know. It could be the wrong position. We need to be correct in it. Um, we have the right ability to choose, but the consequences are, of our choices will bring forth reaping. Uh, the entrance in, into God's kingdom is declared to be a narrow gate, so we have to walk the narrow way. Okay. The individual who has the Lord, who has, the Lord has rewarded himself with the abundant life, John 10.10. 10. Remember that one. It's life more abundantly. This is life that thrives and has a reward. Uh, go the opposite way and it is not working for us. In John chapter, uh, let's look at John chapter 14, just around the corner from there. John chapter 14. Looking at verse 27, Jesus says, Peace I give with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth unto you, let, let your heart not be troubled, neither be afraid. So uh, when we follow the Lord, not only do we have an abundant life that thrives and is rewarded, but we have peace, true peace, which is encouraging. Because peace, it provides hope and courage that leads to greater faith. So if we have peace and hope, it leads to greater faith. So 
as we look to God's word, it does give us peace and greater hope. So, and courage to do the things that we ought to do. Amen. Um, now, if the eye is set upon the treasures of the earth, uh, the life and character of the individual will be enshrouded by darkness. So, uh, going the world's way, even though it's a party going on, it's a dark party. And uh, those that uh, have been in the world and have been to parties, some of the parties, they were ha great going on, but boy, right after the party, things kind of went, it was a disaster. You know. um, so we need to stay, stay in tune uh, with God's, God's word. If we choose the broad way the, that leads to destruction, it, it's bleak. It's destructive, it has a lot of fear, worry, doubt, despair, and it, it's always in a downward spiral to greater disasters. And uh, I think some of us have been in that, that position before, that everything that we did seems like to be going, you know, everything you put your hand to just went down. Nobody. Oh. Well. Let's hope you didn't have too many of those. Um, now, the Old Testament reveals that um, the Jews, that they were, they were well, we, you haven't got there yet in the book of Exodus unless you've been reading fast. In fact, uh, I was going to do that tonight. So this is a quick one. We'll go to that, to this other portion and see how far you went. Because there'd be a question and answer on the book of Genesis. You ready for that one? Um, okay. When the, Jew, when Israel, the Jews prayed for God's deliverance, his, uh, deliverance from the bondage of Egypt, he sent Moses their way. And... Uh, he brought them out of slavery into the, well, going into the promised land. Uh, on the way out, when you read, on the way out, they, they even began to murmur and complain. They said, this is wrong. We got, I would rather be back there under slavery and having, you know, all this type of stuff. Uh, again, they can't take two paths. They were, they were on the way out, but some of them were wanting to go back the other direction. And we just can't, don't want to do that. Um, they, they, those that want to return, they want to return to slavery and bondage and be in shackles again. Um, to be a slave in Egypt instead of a servant of God. Uh, slaves and servants are two different things. Okay. Uh, slave has no rights. Uh, slaves are, are your property. Uh, a slave can't make a decision on their own. They are subject to the whims of their master. Okay? But a servant is free. A servant can choose whom he will serve. Um, it's the desire of the servant to please the master. 
and when he pleases the master, the master is pleased to have him or her, okay? Um, the servant is then elevated above the value piece of property, as they are, and is worth something to the master because uh, the servant is doing good work, it's, it's valuable to the master, vice versa. Uh, uh, Jews learn that uh, they cannot serve the two masters as they were going out of, out of uh, Egypt. Um, but they chose the better choice <laughs> with a little, little direction with, with uh, Moses. Um, when we are in bondage or in sin, uh, we are slaves to the evil world. So anything that we are doing wrong, we become a slave. We don't have any, any longer a um, position to talk back at or take a position. I want to go there. A slave will follow through. It's uh, like a lot of the, uh, the individuals that, that are uh, addicted, they are a slave to that addiction. It's hard, very hard to break away from it. Uh, you know, you got, for the alcoholics, they got the 12 steps, whatever it is, and for the, uh, for those addicted to drugs, they, I don't know what they got, what, the, what kind of course they have, but it's, it's, it's very hard. In fact, the addiction to, to uh, drugs and alcohol, they say that they are, um, what they call it, what, what's the, oh man, today is a rough one. They call it a disease. It's not a disease. It's a habit. It's, just, it's an addiction. It's not a disease. It means that you just can't walk into a room where, where the stuff is and you walk out and you're, you've got the disease. You have to partake in it. So it's, it's not a disease. It's a habit. But, you know, we want to coat over, sugarcoat our, our sins so it doesn't, you know, everybody else can have it too, you know. But we want to make it sugar-coated. So that's how they do that. But, again, the Jews choose be chose better. Second Peter. Second Peter chapter 2. Verse 19. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for whom a man is overcome of the same as he bought, brought into bondage. So Peter says you can't... Uh, it's much, it's much better to be free as a servant than to be a slave to sin. And he's, he's more or less telling us. You know something? Uh, this was a spare of the moment when it's not coming off like I want it to. Well, we'll just finish it up. Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19, beginning with verse 16, uh, Jesus encounters the rich young ruler. Uh, we'll just go ahead and read it. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what is 
what good thing shall I do that I might have eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt not uh, shall, shall do no murder, thou, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and mother, and thou shalt have thy neighbor as thyself, love thy neighbor as, as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things I have kept from the, my youth, what lacketh I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell which thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Verse 22. But the young man heard that, pardon me, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Um, this man was a slave to his possessions. Uh, uh, he cho chose to remain a slave to this possession rather than, uh, rather than uh, be a servant to God or, or to the Lord Jesus. Um, Jesus knew the man was a slave to his possession, possessions. He knows where each and every one of us are if we have a if we, are, uh, have a, if we are a slave to a possession that we have. Um, that means, although this, this young man said he was a good steward in many things, he, he lacked a valuable one. And one sin will keep you out of heaven as much as all the sins, okay? It says even a liar will go to hell. So uh, there goes our fibbing for this year. Okay. This, Jesus doesn't want our stuff, you know, sell your possessions and so forth. He wants us to put him before our, our possessions. If we will put him before our possessions, we will be in good shape. And uh, many uh, believers don't go that way. I hate to say that. Um, had this young man put Jesus first, he would have ha had life more abundantly, and the peace of God would be always in his presence. But instead, he got, uh, all he got was disappointment and sorrow with no hope of heaven. He came to, how do I get to heaven? And Jesus said, you got to do this. He said, I can't. I'm not going to. So he was disappointed. He was sorrowful because he, he, he was keeping the stuff, but he can't get to heaven. Uh, how many of us have been in the position the Lord tells us to do something and he's, well, I'd rather, you know... Uh, I'll skip that for right now. I'll pick it up later. Uh, I owe you a paycheck or a rain check, Lord. Anybody ever done that? I guess I'm the only one. Sorry. <laughs> if the Lord ever want to pick up our rain checks, I'd be in real big trouble. <laughs> so we need to, you know, clean up our act, make our right choices at the right time, and not uh, you know, put them off. Uh, in other words, we can't take anything with us. Okay, we need to leave behind those things that come between you and God. We need to leave. I need to leave things behind that become between me and God, because otherwise, I'd be like this rich young, young ruler. You had your possessions, but you missed out on heaven. Uh, on heaven, and. Uh, 
to me, that's kind of kind of stupid. Uh, a lot of us want to take baggage. We have a lot of baggage. Like I said, there's there's areas in our life that we just don't want to let go of yet. That's extra baggage, and that's not going to be there, or it's not going to go up there with us if we should get up there, or should should the call come. Um, He's going to say, all aboard and no baggage with you. Okay? Uh, what we place first, first place in our life is what you focus on. So let's begin to focus on what God has called us to do this year. Uh, love him, get into his word, find out more about uh, who he is, get a better communication with him. Um, you know, Find out the things that he's wanting us to do. I mean, uh, just the last few days, uh, just reading in Genesis, it was an eye-opener in, in some aspects. So. And then we're going to be looking at that in a moment. Because let's go to, uh, we're, we're still in Matthew. Go back to Matthew chapter 6. Uh, let me begin with verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you, what you shall eat what you, what, or what you shall drink, or, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is life not more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are ye not much better than they? Boy, that's heavy. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubic to his stature? And, and why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Therefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth all that you have need of, of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you, unto you. Verse 34, Take therefore no thought, for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the t things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Glory to God. So, what is Jesus saying? We need to trust Him. Trust the Word. It's plain and simple. Trust what the Word tells us to do. Uh, he knows our needs better than we know our what our needs are. Uh, trust Him to provide for our daily, daily needs and wants, okay? Trust him that, uh, you, you, that we don't have to have any fear. He says you don't have to have any fear. Um, there's nothing to worry about. He's taking care of it, okay? I mean, uh, when we were little, uh, we trusted our parents to take care of us. I mean, you know, there was always food on the table, you know, uh, there was gifts, to be given, uh, correction to be made, and so forth. And we had no, nothing to worry about. It's now that we got older, um, we've abandoned that, and we need to go back to it because 
God is better. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We have nothing to worry, worry about because we are, just, we are just more than servants. We are part of his family. Well, let's go to John chapter 1. Verse 12, but as many has received him, just John 1, 12, but as many has received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So we have an opportunity as a child of God to choose the right things. He's given, he's given us a choice and he tells us, he even tells us where to go, how to do it. So we need to do, it, uh, do that, which he's called it. The choice is ours. Uh, what will you choose this year, 2017, as God directs and leads? Um, again, the devil's way is wide, a wide gate, broad, a broad way that leads to destruction. But God's way is a straight gate. It's narrow. It is the way that leads unto life more abundantly and full of peace. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm That was a bad one. So, with that in thought, I want to find out what you guys did in Genesis. Anybody writing in their Bible lately? You got the, the Bible that you wrote in? Nobody writes in their Bible with me. Oh. Let's see if I got the right one. I got the right one. Okay. In the beginning. With this jacket, it's getting hot up here. Tell me what you've heard, learned in chapter one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Okay, let's look at the word created. It means to call into, uh, call into existence something out of nothing. He created. There's, he just did. Okay. Um, when he says he made something, it means he fashioned something out of the materials that were available. He created the earth, okay? out of nothing, but he made man. So he took, what, what did he do with man? He formed it, so, so he fashioned, he made it. So he took something that was there. It said in the book of, uh, I think it's, Ecclesiastes, from dust to dust, from ashes to ashes. So he took or he made something that was there that's already, you know what I'm saying? Are you seeing? Okay. Um, in verse 
Okay, uh, verse 7 says God made the firmament. So he, he put it all, he put it together, okay. Um, beginning in verse 9, God said, Let's, let the waters under the earth, under, under the heaven, be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and fruit trees yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after its kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. Now, here, this, you know, they say that if you read the book of Genesis, you will understand the whole Bible. It, 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 there, there are uh, parts of it that kind of give you an insight of what's going to take place. Okay. Here we see life come to earth. Okay. From darkness, light came. If we look at, look at it, this, it's, it says on the third day. What happened on the third day after, well, Jesus was crucified and he was in, in the grave for three days. And what happened on, on the third day? New life sprang forth. So we're seeing here this darkness at the very beginning of scriptures. It's kind of telling us insight what's going to take place in the future. There was new life after the third day. Everything, a new seed was born. Jesus is the first of many and we are the rest of the following ensuing seed, okay? I don't know, some, some of you may think you're, you're a little bit, I'm a little bit crazy, okay? Okay. Verse 28 talk about, talks about um, man. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Uh, these, are, these are the instructions for blessings. Fruitful, multiplying, replenishing, and subduing and having dominion. These are the blessings. Uh, the instructions for blessings is, is if um, he blessed them. This is the instructions that, that takes place with, when blessings come. We're fruitful. We multiply. There's replenishment. And uh, we subdue things and we have dominion. Uh, going down in chapter 2, Thus the heavens and earth were finished, and all, and all the host of them. 
And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work being made. Okay, and the rest of the, uh, on the rest of the six, six prior days, there was a, a close. It was into that, at the end of that day. But on the seventh day, he rests, but there's no, there's no closing off on the seventh day as, as the first, first there was third, things happened the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth day. But on the seventh day, there's no close. What, what scholars say here is that there's 6,000 years that man has been, in the 6,000 years man has, we, we've gone through all these blessings. But on the seventh, when the seventh year, it's not, there's not going to be an end of it. So the seventh millennium that we're looking at is that's when Jesus comes back and there's not going to be an end after that. It's just going to continue. This is what uh, scholars say. So, okay. Um, the blessings also cause life. Um, in chapter 3, uh, it's the fall of man, and it's sin against man. And uh, if we look to read the, the uh, third chapter, we find out Adam and Eve kind of blew it. And the temptation is threefold. They saw with their body senses. It was pleasant to the eyes or the emotions. And they had a spiritual desire, which is uh, our intellect. These, these works came from the outside in. Okay. Uh, go to verse 5. For God... Uh, Let's go to verse 4. And the servant said unto the woman, You shall not, not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as God's knowing good and evil. Well, they were already like God. They were pure. Let's see. In their sin, uh, the will of God is, resi is resi resisted. The word of God was rejected. And the way of God is deserted. So that, going to back to the three temptations, this is what, what it brings forth. The will of God is, is re resisted. The, the word of God is rejected. And the way of God is deserted. So uh, that kind of puts the sin in a nutshell. Okay, we go to... Um, Chapter 4, and we find that uh, Adam and Eve have children. And the name of Cain means possession of uh, possession, possession of great expectation because they. they Satan, uh, God gave them a promise, and okay. So when when Cain was born, born first, uh, 
his name, name means possession of great expectation. So they were expecting great things out of Cain to deliver them from the uh, working of, of uh, the enemy. And Abel, when Abel came around, his, his name means vanity. Well, I got great expectations for Cain, but Abel, you're vanity because, you know, the first one's going to do it, but it didn't work out that way, did it? Okay, then in chapter 4, uh, chapter 3, we saw that there was a sin against God. And in chapter 4, we, we see there's a sin against fellow man. That's where Cain uh, lays Abel. Let's see. I don't know how far you guys went. I got different notes all over the place. Okay, let's go to uh, chapter 9. And God blessed, verse 1, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. That's the same blessing that we found in uh, Genesis 1, uh, 28, verse 28. Okay, then we go to chapter 10. We're in chapter 10, 9, 10. In chapter 10, we have the generations of the son of Noah. Uh, generations here means family history. So these are the, this is the family history of Noah. Shem, Ham, Japhat. Uh, Japhat, uh, or J, yeah, Japhat, uh, means enlargement. Shem means to be renowned. And I didn't get the one on Ham. And there were some, quite a few things on that. Chapter 11, that's where we find out the uh, Tower of Babel. Um, and verse 4, uh, men say, and they said, Go to let us build us a city and a tar whose top may reach unto the heavens and let us and let us make and let us make us a name. Here this is what man says, let us make a name. I'll make a name for myself. Uh, but in Genesis 12, God says, I will make you a name. So we want God on our side because he's going to make the name, not, not we ourselves. Now we find in first uh, chapter 11, 12, um, uh, Abram's uh, dad dies, Terah, and uh, beginning verse uh Chapter 12, verse 1. And the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, and I will unto a land which I will show thee. Um, so then we go all the way down to uh, verse 5. And Abraham took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother, brothers, and, and, and all their substance, and they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan and into the land of Canaan they came. So this is the, this is the promise, promised land that God talked about, Canaan. This is the, this is the promised land. 
And going into um, verse 7, the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed and I will give this land. And there he built an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Here we see the, uh, the promise was given. And by faith now Abraham receives. The same thing should be with us. When we have a prom- get a promise, we need to accept it by faith. Because that's what it says here that... Uh, that Abram receives. Okay, and now we go to uh, top of the, well, I can't say the top. Let's go to verse 9, 12, verse 9, chapter 12, verse 9. And Abram journeyed going on still towards the south. Um, and there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to, into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in land. Now, where was Abram at the time the famine took place? In, the, in Canaan, the promised land that God uh, called him to do. Um, when we get into, a, into God's promised land, when we fall into God's promised land, we have a choice. The enemy is going to often try to do something, and, and here we see the enemy brought a famine into the land of milk and honey, and Abram moves to Egypt, but he, he had a choice. If he stayed in the promised land, what do you think would have happened? He would, he would have been blessed, right? Okay. Let's see what we got here. Okay. Broken faith, which we have here uh, in verse 9 or 10. Broken faith closes or, or leads to a curse and uh, not blessings. He said, God said, I will bless thee and thou shalt be a blessing. But we see here that it's not a blessing. Wherever... Abram was supposed to be. He was supposed to be a blessing to the world. He says, you will be a blessing to the world. Look at verse 17. And the Lord plagued the house of Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. So when we break faith in God, things will happen to other people, not besides ourselves. Because we are the ones to bless people or we can bring a curse on people. They might not think, you might not think it, but uh, if you're walking and all of a sudden you walk out of faith and you are, quote, under somebody else's covering, you bring a, uh, you can bring a curse on them, just like uh, this Pharaoh here in that verse. Okay, um, another interesting thing in verse 10, that's, that's the first time you hear the word famine, but there are 13 famines recorded in, in, in God's Word. Uh, in chapter 13, we see that uh, we have a uh, dispute of, of between Abram and Lot's people. And, uh, and Abram said to Lot, verse 8, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my, my herdsmen and thy herdsmen, for we, for we are brethren's. 
And verse 10, And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of uh, Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord, destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou cometh unto Zor. So Lot was self-willed. He beheld the plan and he said, I'm going to have that. Then verse 11 says he chose the plain. Then verse 12, uh, he be, verse 10, he beheld. Verse 11, he chose. Verse uh, 12, uh, he dwells in it and pitches his tent. And then in chapter 19, verse 1, that's when you, we see him seated at, at, the city, at Sodom's gate and anybody at that time the the elders of the city the wise men of the city would sit at the gate of the city and we find out that um, somehow Lot became an elder in the city of uh, Sodom okay um, then there was a uh, separation of uh, Abram and Lot because they, they chose. Separation, uh, separation means, uh, separation is a warmth that centered around, cen cen centers around God. And isolation uh, is an indifference which Lot did. He isolated him. He no longer wanted to be with God, so he isolated himself and he had a separation. Um, To help and bless the world is to live apart from the world. We can't be part of the world. To bless the world, we have to not be a part of the world. Then we have the blood covenant coming in in, in chapter 15. Oh, let's see. There, there's something interesting in chapter 15. Um, Blood covenant in verse seven, uh, in verse seven, and he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of Chaldees to give, give thee this land to inherit it. And he and he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit? And he said unto him, Take me a heifer, one of three years old, and a she goat that's two of three years old, and a ram of three years old that's three, a turtle dove four, and a pigeon five. And if we go to uh, biblical numerology, five stands for grace. So these, these sacrifices brought grace into uh, Abraham's life. But uh, Abraham still was not, not persuaded. How shall I know that I shall inherit it? So God says, okay, this, this is, you make these, these uh, sacrifices. Five sacrifices and, and grace shall be upon thee. Okay, let's close it there. This, 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 was, this was a rough beginning this year. <laughs> okay. Just pray for Continue to pray for some of these individuals, uh, uh, especially the Snyders, uh, since they lost uh, their son, Stephen. Um, and you want to lift, uh, lift up little Matthew.